Welcome to Dragon Talk. You just scared my dog. I scared the dog. <laughs> we are recording this Dragon Talk from Shelly Mazenoble's abode in West Wait, Seattle. This I've got is a puppy jumping up on me. Yep. Hi, my dog is all up in Tito's business right now. We have uh, snow coming to West Seattle and it's all Seattle. 52 miles away right now, according to the latest reports. We are tracking the dun, snowflakes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we are live here at West Seattle headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> the Dragon Talk continue, a weather report will continue for as I, long as we possibly can. I mean, if this isn't dedication, I don't know what is. You have put <laughs> yourself at risk coming to my house in West Seattle to record Dragon Talk. That is true. I am <laughs> I am in a risky situation, uh, but luckily we have an amazing episode still to talk about. So uh, good, even though the sounds uh, for this episode may be a little different, uh, you know, in these intros and outros than you may have experienced before. Um, who who are we? I'm Greg Tito. Oh, Hi. Yeah, I'm Shelley Mazanoble. Hi. Hi. This is the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Don't get to say that enough, uh, and it is crazy that we do get to say that because it's amazing, and all of you out there listening are amazing. Yeah. Make sure I say that. I think that's important. It's important for people to know. Yep. Take a moment right now, listeners, and just <laughs> say, "I am amazing." <laughs> we'll lift you up <laughs> all over town. Um, unless it's snowing. Unless it's snowing. And you go home. Hunker down, my friends. Uh, it has been a crazy snow apocalypse uh, here. All the shelves uh, and every grocery store is now completely free of alcohol since Shelly bought it all. I did. <laughs> I'm not even ashamed of that. As you shouldn't be. Uh, but we have a great guest uh, today. Two guests, really. We've got uh, Mr. Matthew Lillard coming Yay. At you, uh, as well as Bill Rayhor, uh, both of them from Beetle and Grimm's Pandemonium Warehouse. Uh, they have something really exciting to talk about, and uh, that is something else that Dungeons and Dragons is very excited to talk about. We like to call it Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> that has been. The best code names. It's true. That's been the code name. Apparently, I, uh, I my headcanon for this is, what do you say when you jump into a big pool and you're doing a cannibal? Other than saying cannibal, you right. say, yippee! Right. Because you're jumping into the water. And that's what is we're going to do. Is that a clue? Is that a clue? Tito? It's a clue. Uh, we have ghosts of salt marsh coming at you. It is a amazing D&D book that takes uh, some adventures from D&D's pasts, makes some connective tissue in between them that allows it to be a full campaign from level one to level 12 or so, um, oh. all on the, the high seas. Well, not necessarily on the seas, but definitely a seafaring adventure uh, awesome. from a, the port town of Saltmarsh to uh, islands, to monasteries, to discovering sinister secrets below the depths, as well as appendices full of stuff that you can drop into any uh, D&D campaign world, uh, such as how to run your own ship, vehicle combat, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the idea of, of how do you maintain your ship and all that. Um, that's all detailed in the appendices. So we hope that Dungeon Masters out there can use anything from this book, Ghost of Salt Marsh, in their campaign if they wanted to add some seafaring flavor. That sounds awesome. That sounds pretty cool, right? Yes. We're I can't excited wait. about it. I want to go on the high seas. 
And I do too. And take my Dramamine. Do you think you would be a pirate or would you be a, uh, you know, kind of like a law abiding sailor? No, I think I would go a uh, good pirate. Good pirate? Yeah. Reform pirate? <laughs> pirate for good? A pirate not a for Positive good. pirate. A positive pirate. I like that. Yeah. Um, well, this book is coming out on May 21st of this awesome. year. Uh, it's going to be 256 pages, and uh, you can be a positive pirate as soon as you get it in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> and it has beautiful art in it. I've seen Absolutely. some of the pieces. Yeah, the covers, uh, which you can check out on uh, our social media as well as uh, in our uh, you know websites and all that types of stuff. Um yeah, the, I love the cover art. And there's actually two covers for this book. Two. There's, there's the standard cover that you can get everywhere on May 21st, as well as an alternate cover, uh, you know, similar to Bolo's Guide to Monsters, Xanthro's Guide to Everything, and uh, all those that you can pick up only in game stores. Uh, and that's also available on May 21st. Cool. So, yeah, we're, we're going to one release date for... The, all the all time, all yep. going forward. May twenty first, everywhere you'll be able to get Ghost of Saltmarsh. So you know, at uh, any big box stores or Barnes and Nobles or bookstores out there, uh, in game stores as well as digitally, you can get them all on May twenty first. Perfect. Crazy. I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Game adventure. And the alternate cover is really cool. It's it's uh, got the face of a Sahuigan. That's how it's you pronounce fun, it. Fun to say. It is fun to say. Sahuigan. Sa- <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's the hooligans yep. out there? There's the hooligans. That's I a hooligan see, in the D and D world. I want to see some cosplay of a sahooligan out Get there. Get off my lawn, you sahooligan! <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, what Matthew Lillard and Beetle and Grimms is here to talk about in the interview portion is a all about how the Platinum Edition box for uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist went and the inception of all that. But then also they've got an amazing. Gold, or was it silver? It was a silver edition yeah. box uh, for Ghost of Salt Marsh that you'll be able to check out. And I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. It's very cool. Yeah. Got a, they're going to, they got a lot of good ideas. They do. They really do. And I love that they're like a D&D group that's been playing together for so many years. I know. And then Just, now they're finally getting into business together. And they are. Yeah. And it seems it's, to be going well. It's fascinating. Uh, so yeah, the, the the silver edition for Ghosts of Salt Marsh will be at a lower price point. So hopefully, folks uh, who had to pass on the platinum edition, uh, you know, just due to, to monetary reasons, will be able to jump into uh, this silver edition. And yeah, uh, yeah. And in this interview, they talk all about their philosophy going forward for for all the the box uh, and the props and artwork and encounter cards uh, that they've added to it uh, as well as DM screen things like that uh, that just you know really increase the value of what you can get out of a out of a D&D adventure so pretty cool stuff sounds good and you know Matthew Lillard and Bill are just are great people so always they really good to have are. them on. I know that was that was good to have them in the office for sure um, for sure have you guys seen the Deborah Ann Wall show uh, that's available now for Geek and Sundry? I uh, have. Because it's pretty good. Have you seen it? What did mm-hmm. you think? I loved it. You loved it? I really like her. I really I like, like her, her as a DM. She's got, she's just, she makes me want to play D&D. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sipping uh, coffee with Kahlua in it, FYI. Hey, hey. Hey, hey sh- I mean, it's just Shh. coffee. Um, uh, but yeah, the show is Relics and Rarities. And the only reason I mentioned, I mean, it's, it's awesome. And you should totally check it out if you can. But Matthew Lillard plays an amazing person on, uh, amazing character on that show as well. So if you can't get enough Matthew Lillard, that's the way to check it out uh, for sure. Uh, I just love that there's, there's folks like uh, Kevin Smith and uh, Charlie Cox and all these amazing folks uh, uh, playing on there. And also some of my favorites, uh, such as Xander Generet, uh, who you may know from other Geek and Sendry shows, but I know from the Library Bards, uh, who we had at the Stream of Many Eyes performing. Oh, cool. Um, good stuff. And there's, uh, there's a great video with him uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons with his mom from Wisconsin. Stop uh, and, it. And her mom friends. And it's, it's adorable. I need uh, to see this immediately. I don't know if it'll be released by the time you guys hear this, but it will be out there everywhere, and it's pretty fantastic. Taking, was, was he teaching them how to play? He was, yeah, he was being a dungeon master for them. And oh, God, that's amazing. Almost no context about what D&D is about, and they loved it. They actually just, you know, some of them are even in tears by the end of it. It's, like, amazing uh, to see their What? It. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. So, uh, you Oh, know, God, that's amazing. Good stuff happening all around there. We are going to uh, let's you know, let's just go ahead and throw it to what we like to call a segment. What do you think about that? Yes, segment it up. Let's hear some lore you should maybe know about. Welcome to another lore you should know where we talk about fun bits of Dungeons and Dragons lore just so you know it as well as maybe you can use it as a in your game. Uh, I am Greg Tito and I'm joined by Mr. Chris Perkins. Howdy. Today we are going to talk about a uh, uh, enemy uh, you could say or a creature uh, a race that has been around for for a long long time in Dungeons and Dragons lore the lizard folk. Um, so yeah, Chris, what can you tell us about the, uh, when these lizard folk were introduced in Dungeons and Dragons? Lizard folk made their first appearance in the first edition monster manual. Yes. Yes. Like so many of our amazing creatures. (laughs) Yes. And what distinguishes them from a number of other monster races is they are true neutral in alignment. Which is, yeah, that's very odd. Uh, most of the monsters uh, are, you know, just straight up evil. There's, yeah. you know, a handful of good ones, but it is very rare to have a neutral. That doesn't mean they won't eat you. It just means that they, they don't do it out of any sense of malevolence. It's purely survival for them. And that's one of the distinguishing characteristics about lizard folk is they are kind of unemotional. They are driven by a survival instinct. Mm-hmm. So when they become a threat, it's because they probably need food or they need territory. It isn't personal. It, it's funny that, you know, you've heard uh, the, the phrase when, when people are in that situation, like their lizard brain takes over. Yeah. And I feel like that's you know, almost directly attributable to the lizard folk in, in D&D. Exactly. But because they are intelligent, you can negotiate with them, which is why often when you have lizard folk living near civilization, you can deal with them. You can trade with them. If you bring them what they need, they will leave you alone and perhaps even give you something that you can use in return. Nice. Uh, and so it is possible to negotiate with them, but you better watch out. Just keep your eye on them because they can't be trusted necessarily because their sense of morals and ethos are completely different. They, 
Right. You could you could have an agreement with them, and then they could just renege on that because it, it, their idea of what survivability is like. Oh well, that agreement worked then, but now exactly a more powerful group who's threatening us even more than you were threatening us. So we'll just listen to what they say. Right. And lizard folk are tribal, so they gather in tribes. Um, it is not uncommon for lizard folk tribes to be at war with one another if they're competing for the same resources. Mm-hmm. Although their natural predilection is to move away and give the tribes the space that they need to survive. Uh, now, lizard folk will sometimes fall under the sway of evil creatures. Mm. And if these evil creatures are supplying them with what they need, they will do what the evil creatures want in exchange. Not because they're evil, but because of the reasons we just discussed. Right. So like a dragon or, or, or something like that is exactly. very common to be leader of a lizard folk clan. Exactly. And because lizard folk primarily live in swamps and marshes, one of the most likely creatures they're going to run into that they may be forced to coexist with is a black dragon. Right. And black dragons are chaotic evil. They're really, really nasty. And if a lizard folk tribe is going to survive, they might have to do what the dragon tells them to do. Right. And by extension, do evil acts because of that. Exactly. Now, lizard folk have a god. And that god's name is Semuanya. Semuanya. Yes. Who uh, appeared in Deities and Demigods and later in the second edition Monster Mythology and other sources. Like the, like the lizard folk, Semuanya is a neutral being. Mm-hmm. And completely indifferent. In fact, all Semuanya wants to do is lie around and eat, pretty much. Uh, and anything Just that like me, that, like exactly. me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I am Semuanya's prophet here on Earth. That <laughs> yeah, doesn't care about you know wars and and all that other business. And so his uh, not caring about anything is sort of bled into the lizard folk psyche. Okay. So, but they're, are they, are they chill? You know, are they, is that all a lizard folk wants in life is to have a full belly and be able to bask in the sun? And to, uh, you know, protect the tribe, keep mm-hmm. the tribe alive, keep their young alive, raise their young, teach their young, all that kind of thing. Uh, keep their territory, not feel threatened by their neighbors. Yeah. But survival really is the driving thing about them. Um, and, you know, I think we glossed over this mostly because the idea of what a lizard folk looks like is probably pretty cemented in our eyes. But, you know, for, for those listening who may not know, they're essentially just uh, bipedal lizards. Correct. Right? Yes. Uh, they, have, they have thick scales. They have tails. Their coloration tends to be very earthy, greens, browns. You know, occasionally you get weird colorations in there, yellows. And uh, we've actually evolved their look slightly over editions. Uh, in the first edition, they were kind of wiry and lean. We've bulked them up in some of the other editions. Mm-hmm. Kind of found what I think is a happy medium. They're not too hulky, bodybuilder-ish. Um, but they're still strong. They are very strong creatures. Okay. They're, they're smart enough to build things like nets and spears and javelins, but nothing too sophisticated. Our architecture is still kind of huts and and uh, woods and reeds, right? Exactly. Yeah, very very primitive. If they find a cave complex, they might move into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do like the marshy, and it doesn't matter if it's warm marsh or cold marsh. Any sort of wet, dank environment really appeals to them. 
What is it about the marsh that that does appeal to them? Is it is it just the access to food? What is I think it? it's I think it's it's such a place of where there's so much life and and so much that they can eat, but it's also easily defensible for them because they can being amphibious they can move through that terrain fairly easily. Oh, I see. But you're not going to get a lot of humans or dwarves or elves coming into their realm because the swamp is so unpleasant to them. I see. So the lizard folk just kind of are there because they're adapted for its conditions and other races aren't, and there's a plentiful food supply. Exactly. Got it. All right, that all makes sense. Yeah. Now, in first edition, they were actually called lizard men, Ah. I should point out. We have uh, adopted a more gender-neutral term in recent editions. Makes sense. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. But there are lizard women and lizard men and they yes. make lizard babies that hatch from eggs, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, so how does that change the the social dynamics within the, the, the tribe or the clan? Not much. In fact, uh, not a whole lot is written about this, but there's we assume that females and males in lizard folk society basically hold equal roles. Mm-hmm. That they're kind of interchangeable, you know. One either might be take on the parenting role, you know, either might be a hunter or a gatherer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are, is, there, is there lineages, you know, I guess is what uh, I was trying to get at because it's oh, hard I see to what say. You're saying. Yeah, like, you know, with the, with the egg thing, you're, you know, I don't know how, how it's a creches and then people take care of that. Like, how, how does that work in your understanding? We don't know a whole lot about them other than they do as a community protect their young. Mm-hmm. Um, so the community rallies around keeping the tribe alive. Um, but there are parents and young uh, that stay together for a period of time until the young are old enough to basically survive on their own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so in a lizard folk tribal community whatever their community center is you will see young lizard folk running around in groups right supervised and watched over by a number of adults i I don't think or i get the impression that the adults are looking at the community as a whole right that they care as much about that youngling as they do about that one over there it's just about keeping the tribe alive and and yeah right having the most chances of survival for all of those things right right yeah that makes sense um, how, you know, you mentioned negotiating with them and finding out, right? Like how, how would you incorporate, um, lizard folk in a, in a, in a d adventure, you know, in fifth edition now? Well, one, I think a fun story might be, you know, the lizard folk are starting to attack, you know, we've had a good, we've had peace with them for a number of years, but now they're getting riled up and the mystery is why. And it might be, oh, maybe some traders betrayed them and killed a couple lizard folk. Mm. And so the lizard folk have become, are now reacting to aggression. And it's like, okay, we have to go in and stabilize the situation. We have to convince the lizard folk that we haven't turned against them. They just encountered a few bad seeds. And mm. that becomes this negotiating challenge. Another kind of adventure is where we talked about with the black dragon. Right. Some evil influence has compromised the lizard folk way of life, driven them to become more aggressive, and now they're a t- they're becoming a threat. Mm. And if you can kill, destroy the evil that has dominated them, then you can scare them off or set them free or whatever. Now, there was an adventure that was released for first edition, module I-2, mm. Tomb of the Lizard King. 
Oh, I, I am the lizard. I can do anything. I am the lizard king. Uh, yeah. And so <laughs> when the Fiend Folio released in 1981-ish, uh, there was a creature detailed in there called the Lizard King. And this was a... Uh, there is another god named Sizenic, Sizenic, something like that, who basically created these evil super lizard folk. Oh. And if one of these evil lizard folk gets into a tribe, he can basically bully the tribe into doing evil things. Mm. And so these lizard kings, as they're called, are these hulking, monstrous, super strong lizard folk with tridents. Uh, who come in and basically enslave the rest of a tribe and make it do things uh, and make it follow Sasenic rather than Semuanius' teachings. Oh, I see. Warp the whole spirit of the tribe and turn it into something evil and malevolent. Are they a different species? Yes, they are a different species, in effect. That's and, so strange, right? So like, they're like this uber yeah. uh, uh, a race that can come in and, and right. do terrible things. Yeah, they're like Urukai to orcs kind of dealy. Um, oh, okay. That makes sense. And so they come in, they do all kinds of awful things. Well, Tomb of the Lizard King was an adventure that featured a Lizard King named Sakatha, who had actually been killed and transformed into a vampire. What? And so when the lizard folk get uppity and you have to go in and figure out what's happened to them, you realize that they're actually under the sway of a vampiric Lizard King. And you have to go to the, the vampire Lizard King's lair, hunt him down, and basically kill him the way you would a vampire interesting and then hopefully after that influence is gone then the lizard yes. folks can are free to do what exactly they want. and then peace can be restored to the land i thought that was a particularly interesting take a, yeah. way to, a good way to use lizard folk while not painting them as simply the villains i like that too uh cool well i hope a lot of people jump into using lizard folk uh in the future uh they are an interesting race for for all the things you've mentioned here i like that they can be um, not necessarily a, a an evil monster adversary. Here's a bit of lore. I actually played a lizard folk as my first character in Monty Cook's campaign. Really? Yeah. Monty oh, Cook that, was running. A a, yeah, as a PC. When Monty Cook was running his third edition Premal campaign, my character was Vess, a lizard folk. Why did you choose that? You know, I wanted to play a character who was very had a lot of apathy. <laughs> and and it's lizard folk did because i thought maybe over the course of time he could learn to grow and learn empathy which is something that lizard folk generally don't have a lot of mm -hmm. i thought there would be a fun arc there that he starts off as a very apathetic unfeeling character but somehow a bond with the other party members forms did that did that occur over time? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> he just got more apathetic. Yeah, he just got more apathetic. Situation was so bad, he just got even more apathetic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me just sit in the corner and uh, uh, <laughs> take all your food. So I've always had a particular fondness for lizard folk because I think there's more more that more to them than meets the eye. Can I mean are are lizard folk a, a, a good PC that you you know that'd be a little bit different to to play for that reason? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. I agree. And there's rules for that, I believe, in... Follow's uh, Guide to Monsters. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. They are used as a, as a template that you can put in there, for sure. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Well, maybe we'll see even more Lizard Folk player characters uh, popping up uh, after people listen to this segment. Anything else on, on Lizard Folk you want to throw out there? Mm, let me think. Hmm. No, I think that just about covers it. Sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you. How can people uh, pester you if they have any follow-up questions? 
I am on Twitter at Chris Perkins DND. Excellent. And thank you uh, for joining us as we're recording during a very heavy snowfall in Seattle that I'm sure lizard folk would not appreciate. Yes, I'm sitting on the floor of Bart Carroll's office in the basement of his house. Exactly. We're having a lot of fun uh, here doing our little mobile d- uh, Dragon Talk segment recordings uh, for, for all of you. So this is how dedicated we are, folks, to Laura You Should Know. But now, now I'm going to head out into the wilderness and be consumed by snow. Nice, and and have the the, the uh, you know the yeah. thick allergies to deal with as well at the same of time. Yes. So thank you very much, Chris, and uh, thank you all for listening. And we'll be back with some more lore uh, and or other segments in the next week. Thank you very much. Oh man, I love uh, talking to uh, folks and getting that detail about the lore in our brains it is the best i love that that detail exists in people's brains i do too it's good details all around it's just really interesting that these are the things that people walk around with in their brains i know around the office we kind of take it for granted sometimes but it's just like oh yeah no you know everything about everything let's talk about it yeah i'll allow that so, anyway. uh, speaking of people who know everything about everything, I think we need to talk to uh, Matthew Willard and Bill Rayhorn. What do you think about that? I want to do it. Let's do it. Let's. We have two amazing guests, right, Shelly? And me. And you. Well, you're an amazing person. <laughs> two amazing people and me. We are here with Matthew Lillard and Bill Rayhor from Beetle and Grimm's Pandemonium Warehouse. We don't Thank really say so Pandemonium Warehouse. I like enough. saying it. Yeah. So no, awesome. no, no. I love it. I love it. We Thank love you. that name. Yeah. 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 It's from your uh, two characters from your, your home campaign, right? That's right. Yeah, it's funny. We, I am Beetle, and you yep. are Grim. Oh, yep. no for, way. For the longest time, yeah. I don't know how we ended up naming the, our company after our two characters. Yeah, that there are five of us. How yeah, many but there's look, five of us. Look who's in the room right now. Yes, that's right. It sounds, <laughs> and it, the it other just three sounds so good together. It's true. Yeah. Beetle and Grim and Votum and Votum Tanner, and no, Grimm, Garnall. No. Garnall. Garnall. Yeah. Garnall and Votum does nope. not work. No, it's no. got to be Beetle and Grimm. Beetle and Grimm's right. pretty good. Yeah. And Dungeon Master. And Dungeon, and Dungeon Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I like it. I like it. And you guys are coming off a really great year. God, crazy year. Yeah. yeah. We are We are basically at our one-year anniversary of existence. Wait, wow. no. Yeah. No, well. They, really? Kind of. Well, the whole thing started with Stream of Many Eyes. No, Annihilation. No, stream of Annihilation. Stream of Annihilation. Sorry. Annihilation. When we pitched it. Yeah, that's a crazy thing. So the yeah. story is, you know, we walked, we, we came up to play. Remember, you were like, hey, come down, come up and play. I'm like, yeah, can I bring my whole group? Because we have this idea. And it's crazy that we, I mean, I look back on it now. I'm like, it was two years ago, but. Mm-hmm. You rolled a 20. That's not yeah, we did. We really did. Yeah, it took the chance. And, and I think came it up, really worked out. Yeah, and yeah. we saw um, Mike Merles and Nathan mm-hmm. Stewart on the corner. I remember seeing you. I was busy yeah. running around making this dream of annihilation happen. And I was like, wait, they're talking. That's good. All right, yeah. cool. And I filed it away in well, my brain. we were all outside. And I'm like, I'm going over. And they're like, no, 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 no. And I was like, screw it. What do we have to lose? I'm just going to go ask if they'd be interested. Right. And, and cut to yeah. here we are two years later talking about What was about the initial year. response? Awesome. It was great. Listen, I mean, if, it, like, if it hadn't been awesome, we, we wouldn't have followed through with that. I mean, we uh, in our minds, this whole thing was such a long shot at that point 
that if we had said it and, and they had been like, eh, that's, uh, I don't know, you know, I mean, we probably would have dropped it. But there was this immediate recognition that, oh, we're on to something. Yeah. Um, you know, and we, we spent a lot of time refining what this thing was from that point on. But to have that spark just right from the get-go from the people who really, you know, know everything about it was was really inspiring. And the original for us to pitch and the original pitch was what? What was the original yeah, what, pitch? Yeah, what's, what's the elevator pitch? For those who don't even know what we're talking yeah, about, which is Yeah, so okay, so um, Bill by the way, Bill pitched this. So we had been trying to figure out a, a, an idea to do. So we've been playing together since we were 21 years old. Mm-hmm. We're all 40, just a few years. 9, 50 years old, so it's a long time. Which you've told that story on the podcast before. I have. Of after a Super Bowl of yes. party and you went back and played D&D? We yeah. played D&D in the That's theater amazing. of 50th and Broadway. Yeah. But Bill, and we were looking for something else to do, and Bill came up with this pitch, and this is the pitch that he gave us. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so we had been trying to figure out some way to get into this space for a while. And um, Matt did a... Kickstarter for a movie of his that he directed called Fat Kid Rules the World. Mm-hmm. And um, Mike McCready from Pearl Jam did the music for that movie. And so in his, um, in his Kickstarter, they offered like, you know, they'd offer a signed album by Mike McCready. And then as you went up the thing, there was like a $350 Pearl Jam box set. And, and I bought it, so I have it. And because I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan, and it was awesome, and it was a great way to support my friend and whatever. But, but I started thinking about that this big deluxe box set for a Pearl Jam super fan. And you see that in video games, and you see it in music to a huge degree. You see mm-hmm. it in movies. People sell deluxe editions yeah. of the Lord of the Rings box set right. thing, right? right. These things exist for superfans in all these other entertainment mediums, but we weren't seeing it in tabletop gaming. Right. So the whole pitch was, how about a deluxe premium box set like they do for Bruce Springsteen and Pearl Jam and all these other things, but apply it to Dungeons & Dragons for you know, those kinds of people who really take it that seriously and are, are, are really devoted to it. That's such a good pitch. It really is. is. Really I'm, all in, I'm pitch. all in all over again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this, you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you uh, I, I've been to the Mopop uh, here in Seattle? I, I just went. You just went? Yeah, yeah. Did you go to the Pearl Jam it's display? Awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. You have to. As a also, super fan, you yeah. have to go check uh, it out. And it, also at it's the airport, so they yes, have I've seen those that. amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. They have band posters. Stuff. I love yeah, that. That's yeah. the most Seattle thing ever, mm-hmm. having that in the airport. I love the that, too. Actually, honestly, seeing Sub Pop in the airport is a little depressing for for those of us who were like, like oh, know, loved they it were, back when it was indie, and that was like... Sub Pop was yeah, indie cred, and now they're a store in the airport. Did you see the Rent? buy the t-shirt. Did you see Rent Live? No, uh, no, I didn't see it. Uh, it made me laugh because there was a Sub Pop sticker uh, on some oh, of the background funny. and stuff. I'm oh, like, oh, yeah, funny. like in the 90s, that would have been super edgy and cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. And I'm, now they're Levi's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm in Seattle from upstate New York because of Sub Pop. Is that oh, right? Really? Yeah, because that was my dream. I'm like, I'm going to work for Sub Pop. Oh, wow. And this is when I was like young and clueless. And I actually cold called Sub Pop. I was like, hi. Can I speak to your promotions department? <laughs> Why did you sound like, were you eating a frog? <laughs> no, she my, was 80 years old at I the was, time. <laughs> I was 23, and I was very nervous. And they put me through to, like, somebody actually answered the phone, and I was like, I want to come down and, and have an informational interview with you. I want to, I probably read, like, a book that was like, how sure. to get a job. Right. 
And they said, okay, weirdo. Yeah. And they let me come in, and, and I said, I really want to work here. I just, I really want to work here. And they were like, well, you can be our intern. <laughs> and I was like, sold. And I started that day. How awesome. And did, wow. you, did you finally get paid? Did you ever get a job? job? Not from them. But, no. But I got a job with um, Atlantic and Mammoth Records from my sub pop days. But I actually had to have like four paying jobs to support my free sub pop internship because oh, I wouldn't funny. I wasn't giving it sure. up. But I would go there for like six hours a day and then like go off to a mall and work yeah. at like Camelot Records <laughs> until like midnight. <laughs> it's so fun. But I think that can kids still do that? I can you still know. like just run randomly chase a dream like that? Because hey, no. Matt, Matt. Nobody would. We're doing this that. is oh, not our day job. You guys are chasing that dream. <laughs> and your start company <laughs> runs from 9P to 1A every day. Every day. That's literally like how our company call. runs. Like when you went up to Nathan and it Mike, it was yeah. like me calling the promotion. It was a and, and we work other jobs to support. <laughs> I mean, it, there's, there's a lot of parallel here. The only yeah. difference is that you were in your 20s and we're almost dead. <laughs> and I thought like almost in their 20s. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got good vocal talents. Yes. You know. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know anyone Sound in this room that has yeah, that. Yeah, if you need yeah, any, sure. any vocal talents. That was such a crazy. Way to bring it around. Yep, yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah, uh, so here we are. Two, and, uh, and you did two. it, and you released it. Uh, when, when did you start sending out boxes? June, was, well, June <laughs> 1st. Yeah. Well, June 1st, the first day of the stream. Yes, right. We pushed the button that went live on our website. We actually have pictures oh. in the green room we, of us pushing the button. Well, That's we also have pictures in the green room of us signing the contract. <laughs> From Wizards. We literally in order signed to push our the Wizards button. contract in, order in the, the backstage of stream as yeah. we yeah. That's how all good businesses die. Under the gun. The 11th hour. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I say, you know, well, like we're, we're really not even really technically a year old yet. No, June I mean, 1st. Well, what, yeah, when did you guys form as a company, though? That would probably be Well, the, we incorporated when, in January. That's okay, why so that's I why. I think I, I'm going to call year. this our... Yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. that long. No. Yeah, no. this We've is like our one-year anniversary. And anniversary. So it's your birthday. Yeah. It is. There's yeah. so many things Happy to celebrate to today. Us. Yeah, it's Shelly's birthday. It's my birthday. Oh. Happy, Happy today? Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. One hey. last week. Really? Yeah. You're Aquarius? January 24th. Is that Aquarius? Yeah. And this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. This nobody. <laughs> We're all going to get signed by Sub Pop after yeah. this. Sure. <laughs> you guys want to start a band? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I still have some contacts there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you had uh, uh, pushed the button on the yeah, stream of so many eyes, the and then you pushed pre-orders hard. Yeah, basically. we did great that week. We did that week. We did great. Like we really launched in a <clears throat> extravagant way. Like we sold ten percent of the boxes in twenty-four hours. That's great. And you said, in fact, we were on this podcast. You and I were on this podcast when I told you about it. And you're like you're gonna off the air. I said you're gonna sell it in like in like in a week. And I lit- we literally came back to that phrase because <laughs> yeah. we were building the box and building our- the box and building the box. And in these moments of like, are we doing the right thing? Does this make sense? Is anyone gonna buy it? Are we out of our minds? Are we gonna throw hundreds of thousands of dollars down the drain? Like, what are we doing? Right. We just kept going back to this idea that it's going to work, Greg Tito said, in a week. <laughs> <laughs> didn't quite happen in a week, yeah. at least selling happen. out. But no, in the dark profit. days of July, when we had still were still at like Your 250 face. or 300, we brought you up a lot. Yeah. Your face But you did do it in, in you know, yeah. six months, which it's is crazy to think well, about. Considering we, we had no advertising budget, we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. Um, it was the amazing. minute the box Nailed landed, it. we sold from the day it landed till we sold out was 10 days. 
That's we, crazy. we moved 100. As soon as people saw it. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of people it. looked at it. Yeah. Said $500. I don't know what's in it. Very early on, we didn't know what was in it. So we're announcing <laughs> something. We're us. like, we don't know, but buy it. I mean, you know, 10% of our population was like, I don't know, but I like Shaq. I mean, who is buying a $500 <laughs> box? Like, I we trust think, these guys. We, we think cool things are going to be in it. We don't know what they are, but we yeah. think it's going to be awesome. Trust us. Um, Greg Tito said it's cool. That's but when right. the box yeah. opened, but when people saw what was in it, uh, yeah, you know, it's been a that that would change. I think the trajectory of our company forever. The unboxings and the pictures. I think yeah. that you, you guys really used uh, Instagram really well as far as showing off the uh, the the items and things inside. And I yeah, think so. that that resonated with a lot of people to be like, oh, okay, I can see now where it is. And then now that you have this, uh, you know, first box under yeah. your belt. I think you're going to have a lot Different more buy-in world. from people to be like, oh, I know, oh, yeah. I know yeah. what's going to happen now. And I know what it's going to be. To be honest, we've had one really unhappy f- f- fan. We've had one really unhappy somebody customer who mm-hmm. purchased and wasn't happy. F- everyone else has been sort of like thrilled. That's a pretty good percentage. Yep. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Now, like yeah. we have made, we made huge. We learned. The amount of, I mean, just think of that learning curve. Yeah. All of us have jobs, have nothing to do with anything we're doing here. <laughs> I mean, they don't teach you in acting school how to negotiate but international they shipping. <laughs> um, and we made un- life skills. Yeah, yeah. But we made unbelievable mistakes that we have learned from. And even now in our second box, which we're about to talk about, like we're so far ahead of where we were before. That's good. Yeah, um, it's crazy. It's really, it's, yeah, it's exciting for us. It's been a year since you've been a company and all of the, what you've learned and did and actually made happen because this stuff's not easy. Oh. So how did you even decide what you were going to put in the box? It was, a, it, it, it was really more of a let's decide what not to put in the box. Mm. I mean, you know, when we first went through Dragon Heist, we just started making wish lists and... Um, all of us have DM'd at some point or another, so we all had some perspective on that. And, you know, we could look through it and go, as a DM, here's stuff that I would want. Here's stuff that I would love. Here's stuff that I would love to see when I open up a box. And we just had massive lists of things. And it was really more a matter of just looking at it and going, okay, I can survive without this, Mm -hmm. but I die if you take this one away from me. And we just kept working on it in that frame of mind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, just what we would want as yeah. as a DM. I mean, our North Star for how we create a box is what gives the player the best experience and and makes the D- and gives the DM the ability to be the best DM they can be. So if we can deliver great gameplay and deliver the ability for a DM to kick ass, it's it, that's sort of how we decide. Yeah, being oh, a DM is... It's it's a, it's hard. It's hard, and um, you know. So that's uh, anything we can do to make it easier, make it flow better, make the DM feel more confident Secure. and have a better time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want the DM to have as much fun as the players, and you can only do that when you're feeling. Confident and secure, and and um, you know you really you've got a lot of great stuff to uh, to wow your players with. I mean. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and so uh, you're taking all those learnings, all of those things that you decided to go in and, and international shipping rates and all that <laughs> uh, for box number two. Yes. Uh, the, the, the sequel, the sophomore box. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not a slump uh, <laughs> like the curse. But no, no but no, no. I love the adventure uh, that you guys are going to be uh, going off with, which is Ghost of Saltmarsh. We just announced yeah. that uh, here from Wizards of the Coast. Uh, it'll be available uh, in May. Yep. Yes. My yes. Year, late yes. May. Yeah. I should have had those dates already memorized, <laughs> but I do not. Somebody will put it up on Talk the screen yeah. for you. Talk yeah. to manager. Okay, good. I'll, t- get, he'll tell you. I'll get him on the horn. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And you guys are going to be making a platinum edition box for that. No. No. That's the good. That's the news we are here to share what? with you. Weird, right? So, we, so one of the things that we want to do <laughs> is we want to be able to... Um, to reach out and to hit all aspects of our community, right? So the thing about the Platinum Box is only a 1,000 of them made. Mm-hmm. They're $500 each. We believe that if you break that down within a playing group, it, it becomes very manageable, that $500 price tag. But it was important to us that we made different levels, different tiers of gaming boxes. Mm. Oh. So we're actually, for the first time ever, announcing a silver edition. A silver so the edition. Of, of Salt Marsh Silver Edition. So when we first launched, we we actually mentioned this. Um, <laughs> much to our chagrin. Much to our chagrin. Um, when we first launched, we mentioned the idea that that we were looking at things in terms of tiers of a silver edition, a gold edition, a platinum edition. Mm-hmm. We weren't ready to do that yet um, because what we didn't want was for the silver edition to be a crappy platinum edition. I see. You know what I mean? Okay. So it took us kind of a year to kind of to look at what a silver edition might be in a way where it has its own character and its own vibe and and doesn't feel like you're just getting a lesser a lesser version or a cut rate version of what we would normally do. Yeah. So we felt like Salt Marsh was a perfect vehicle for us to test that out. Mm. So it's got a lot of the the one thing I will guarantee you is we are not providing anything that is lower quality. There's less stuff, um, but but it's all still super high Dude, quality, good. just like that's it is a in the good, Platinum that's Edition. A good, that's a good thing to say. Hey, yeah. Yeah. That's really smart. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the same quality stuff, but less stuff. That's good. Yeah. We yeah. should put that on <laughs> but something. Is it, is it different <laughs> stuff? Is it the same stuff you'd get in the Platinum It's box? a lot of the it same is, stuff. But, okay. So like um, – Back. Yeah, so there's so there's going to be there's going to be a DM screen with custom art that we're having commissioned by D and D artists. Um, nice. Uh, there's the there's a pack of encounter cards, just like there is in the Platinum Edition, that nice. is specific to these. Um, the, the the modules is broken out to a certain degree, the same way we broke out the the Dragon Heist. We'll still have jewelry pieces, so we'll still yeah. have items that are specifically created in world items that. You know that will be in the box. That will be the same quality that was in the platinum box. We're pulling all the the art out of the modules, so you still have it in separate pieces, so you can hand it out to the players. That's you know cool. when they see the major art pieces. Well, yeah. Big battle but, maps. Yeah, but but what we're I I think the difference for us with Salt Marsh is we're trying to think about it a little bit more as a a universal seafaring adventure box. Mm. So like the DM screen, it isn't as much specific to the Salt Marsh Adventures as it is a, a heads-up display for the um, rules and source tables that you need when you're running a campaign on the high seas. I love that. So 
that's what we're going for, and and we really and uh, we really love the idea of of opening up a whole new venue for DMs who have never tried a seafaring campaign before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the idea. Yeah, so it's, it's one gonna, of the things that you know. One of the things about the platinum box and this box is that our goal is to keep adding to DMs kits, mm. right? To give you assets to use. Not only for Waterdeep, but for every time you're, you know, that the, these encounter cards you can use for all kinds of adventures, and um, and we're doing that specifically with salt with salt marsh. I dig that. I dig that a lot, and I think that is one of my awesome selling points for the Ghost of Saltmarsh adventure as a whole, too. There's, you know, there's obviously the the storyline that you can follow as you're going along the adventures, but I love the idea of, like, oh, ship-to-ship combat rules awesome. and all of these fun things that we just haven't really been able to capture in previous uh, things for uh, Dungeons & Dragons for 5th edition, so I'm like, yeah, game on to have that, that toolkit for, yeah. for Dungeon Masters is uh, fantastic. So, with the silver edition for uh, Ghost of Saltmarsh, you know, do you know how exactly how many items are going to be in it yet? You know, there was 147 in the in the platinum edition, and yeah. it would just be like a reduced amount, I guess. 147. Try to count. Yeah, no, it's, literally. But it's still, it's keep still track a lot. of all of these items. Trust me, that was the, that's why I'm. I look so old. <laughs> <laughs> when you're, you know, and the other thing is the that coming from all out, four yeah. corners of the universe. Yes. I mean, you're like, this is coming from here, that, and you're landing it and then putting it in one box to get out to people all over the world. I mean, it's insane. When I say that our learning curve was so massive, yeah. And you think of it, it's nine p.m. to one a.m. every morning, every night. You're like, at the end of the day, it's it's just been an incredible experience. But can I tell you, uh, can we tell the listeners about it, the magical moment we had when we were walking in here? <gasps> that was amazing. Sure. Oh, yeah. That so, was amazing. So, we're, so we're, we're, we're walking into the studio in, in, the, in the wizard's offices. About to sit down and record this. Uh, yes. And there is a, there's a big lit display up case. glass display cabinet. With all of those 147 like five, like items, it was shelves. just yeah, it's just it was the whole cabinet was our platinum. Well, box. the funny thing is, I was walking by. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's so funny. That looks like our map. I literally just saw like our <laughs> our, our um, paper map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that looks like our map. That's fun. They just stuck it in there with all the other cool stuff. Oh wow, that's weird. That's that's our jewelry too <laughs> next to our map. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> the entire thing was yeah. full of our stuff, and you didn't even notice it because so you're like, "Oh, this looks cabinet. so cool!" Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait a second, really, wait a second, that's our it stuff. Was the best. But like we t- we say 147 or whatever the number is, but to see it all in that cabinet yes. was like, "Oh my God, we really that's did like, that!" You really do have to that's see crazy. it to believe it. Yeah. And when you look yeah. at it spread out like that, it's like that price tag is nothing. It, it, yeah, even un- you unbox it, you're like, it does. You know, you you start pulling stuff out, and you keep pulling stuff out, and yeah. keep pulling stuff out, and you know, those, we I love did that, that bit that I, you did with IGN. IGN, and they were like, Dude, this is incredible. And the thing is, like, look, when you are creating it, you're like, yeah, it's cool. Because, you know, you've kind of become numb to how big it is. Yeah. But I think that one of the great things for us is that social media has provided us an opportunity to see people hand out the Troll Skull Manor cups mm. oh, yeah. and have a whole table go, what? That's so cool. I can't yeah, and you, you know, yeah. and and yeah. like you see people like under it's under the Christmas tree or here it is with my kids playing with the thing. And like every single time I see it, I don't know what it is. I mean, social media, I've been on it for a long time and. I'm an actor, so you, I I see myself in these in these weird shaggy memes that happened a while ago that were crazy. <laughs> but there is something about seeing this box with players and seeing DM's reaction and players' reaction that is so unbelievably satisfying. Yeah, and I think cool. that for us, 
the one thing that I think is coming through as a company and what I hope comes through when we have conversations like this is that, you know, we're a bunch of guys that, that genuinely our favorite thing to do in the world is sit around that table and play D&D. Mm. On our Father's Days, on our birthdays, this is what we choose to do with this group of, of guys. And, you know, our passion for it hopefully is translating in such a way that our brand will keep going on and keep finding a way to be successful. I think so, man. Yeah. I think that that excitement and that passion is what brought those 147 disparate items together and we were able to ship them out. I don't think any company that w- had just been formed a year prior would have been able to do what you guys achieved if you didn't have that passion Yeah, that's it. true, actually. Yeah. They right? would have they, they yeah. quit. They'd have been like, yeah, yeah. this is not going to work. off the bridge. They wouldn't, be, they wouldn't have listened to me, that's for sure. Oh. They would have been like, <laughs> that Greg Tito guy. Yeah, we are not sold out <laughs> in one week. They still <laughs> might not listen, no. Um. I also think, though, that that passion, that being such big, avid D&D fans could also hurt you in a way because it's hard to distance yourself from the fan and the biz- business person because you often have to yeah, yeah. you have to wear two hats there. Sure. Yeah. You guys, yeah, yeah. Well, we you know. make no mistake. We we have to as a company. I mean, one of our things that we're learning is we have to. We actually, I know that box seemed expensive. Mm-hmm. It was more expensive to make. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to figure out how to deliver an impact and deliver it in such a way that you know, that we can sustain ourselves and, and that a couple of us can quit our day jobs. Because right now we're, we're, you know, we're a bunch of, you know, we have a lot going on and we just have to figure out a way to, and we have some stuff. I mean, we're actually in Seattle, you know, we're all down in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. one of us is in New York and we're in Seattle today. We're pitching out our plans for, you know, for 2019 and obviously Salt Marsh is one of the things that we've announced, but we have a lot of great stuff happening, and we're really, really, really more excited. More than what you just told us? More than what yes. we're, yeah. Oh so we're, we've got like a whole, you know, PowerPoint presentation, Whoa. which I've never been a part like, of. Have you ever <laughs> known about Because no. they don't teach you that right? in acting no, school God, either. No. So businessy and stuff. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, we went to the licensing meeting last year. I'm like, oh, I'm at a conference. I've never been in a conference. <laughs> and people are handing out business cards. I'm like, oh, we need business cards. <laughs> <laughs> this is real this life. This is incredible. <laughs> the coffee is free. Amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Yep. Uh, so uh, what? What? So I don't want to press you for details if you don't have them. But what could you talk about for the Salt Marsh box that, you, that is going on? As far as anything you know, you know for sure. That's I assume it'll be less, oh, yeah. less than five hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Less than two. Less than two. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh. the silver. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the silver edition will be less than 200 awesome. We're leaving room in between the silver edition and the platinum edition to see if we ever do a gold edition of something. Could happen. We yeah. don't know. But, uh, yeah, so right now we're, we're really making an effort to, to make this as affordable as we possibly can. Got it. Because um, we hate the idea of uh, there being people out there who really want to see what this experience is like mm-hmm. and, and can't afford a $500 box. So we're really making an effort to make this thing as fantastic as we possibly can but keep it under that $200 price point. I yeah, and some of it, some of this stuff, you know, hopefully we're, we're going to be talked to about being able to deliver more of this stuff maybe online as individual pieces, like the jewelry, obviously. Oh, cool. We're moving a lot of jewelry pieces now from Waterdeep and... These jewelry pieces will be online for us to sell, and 
That was, I think that was, that's a good I was a big uh, uh, lift, I think, for you guys uh, at the end of the last year was to be able to, like, oh, we can sell these things individually yes. and people would really latch on to having them because, you know, you can't, if you really just think that one item is cool, you, you know, you can't drop 500 bucks on it, but you could drop a, yeah. a much smaller amount. If you're a Harper, if you're, you know, a Zen, yeah. if, you know, you're out there and you can buy a pen. Pin that and our pins are great. They're super. They're awesome. They're high quality. They're in world. Yeah. They're fun. You know, and it's an easy twenty dollar item to to do. So, so I have to. I played. Uh, God, was it just this week? This has been a long, oh, long ass week. Uh, no, I played with a, a couple of guys from from my neighborhood in West Seattle uh, with the box. Oh, you uh, did on on Monday nights, and they were uh, kind of transitioning from chapter one to chapter two, and and experiencing what's happening in Troll Skull Manor. Uh-huh. I had mapped uh, in the previous session. I had ma- drawn on a dry erase the layout for uh, Troll Skull Manor. And I threw that away. I'm like, I don't need that because I have this amazing map. canvas oh, map yeah. of, and everybody immediately so latched onto that. Like, I'm gonna, you know, go in here, and I'm gonna sleep in here, and I'm gonna sleep in here. Seriously? Yeah, they loved oh, it, that's so and fun. they loved the idea of uh, having a physical deed. You oh, know, that's and fun. even me, I used that as dungeon master. Um, you know, because there's a line where you can sign, yeah. and I had forgotten that. Uh, uh, you know, I'm spoilers for the first couple of chapters of, uh, of of Dragon Heist, but you're supposed to have a meeting with a magistrate to kind of see- seal the deal and and finish that transaction. Right. And I'd forgotten to do that step uh, with this group, and sure. then they were holding this deed and showing it a couple of times, and I had an NPC be like, "It's not signed. This is not a real <laughs> deed yet." Uh, later on, because I was like, "Oh yeah, I got to do that." And now uh, I have a physical nice. item that yep. reminded me. And them oh, that that's this funny. is not a real and then thing. Who signed it? Um, they haven't yet. They're going to oh. do that in the next session. So now, cool. Did you get yeah. them? You need to do that. I know. Did and they wouldn't have done it if we didn't have that physical item made. The yeah. shot cups? Not yet, because oh, they have an yeah. opening. Yet. Oh, that's great. Yeah. They just—they oh, awesome. were just—it's like the first day of them going into the space when it's oh, all awesome. uh, uh, run down. Oh, that's so good. I'm saving those. I'm saving those for. for now, have you time. used? Have Perfect. you used any of the encounter cards? Not yet, but I'm going to. Uh, uh, mostly the the one I forget the name of it, but the one about um, uh, creating more bonds with uh, Rainier uh, uh, Never Ember. No, the um, the inc- the. Uh, oh yes, the, I did actually use that. Yeah, yeah, the the, uh, the, uh, the cards go the over yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, nice. aren't those awesome? Are they and they, I told them about them too beforehand. They're like, that is like one of the greatest ideas I've ever seen. I'm like, <laughs> I know it is. These guys came See? up with it, and it's so great. We have a big conversation now. <laughs> 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 I like them for exactly the reason. You mean, have, the DM has all the information yeah. you need right there, and then you get to show the art yeah. off for uh, how great things are. But I love the the encounters that you guys uh, included in there too. Oh, oh, oh yeah, good. Yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, I thought they they kind of inserted more story into the moments of that adventure that I wanted more story. To yeah. Have, mm-hmm. to have. Well, it's interesting for us that the early part of that campaign is it's really you know player. You're developing player stuff, and it, we always want a little more combat. Yeah. So it was a little way to sort of like, it was a good way to show what we want to do and add a little flavor for players. And, and that's one of the things we want to do going forward. I mean, there's a big release coming at the end of the year this mm-hmm. year that we've already started building internally. And that's one of the things that we're excited about is creating that content and continuing to give players and, and DMs opportunity to do stuff outside of of what's in the, the written Absolutely. Um, journey. Absolutely. Are you working with freelancers for this content, or are you guys generating it yourself? We do all our own stuff. You do your own content yeah, yeah. there, too. Mm-hmm. We do you all our own pieces. do this in a year? Uh. <sighs> <laughs> so you clone yourselves. And now yeah. you're adding more. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> one product last year almost killed us, right. so therefore we're let's, doing three or four this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yes. Well, our hope is that. That sounds like how the D&D team works. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. This really is so like good. It. Let's do more. Yeah. With less, yeah. With less resources. <laughs> yeah. And no pay. And no so, yeah. We it's awesome. Yeah, right. It's awesome. Um, yeah. It's, it, look, that's, I mean, 2019, we have to become a company. We've got to find a way to, you know, for two of our guys or three of our guys to stop doing what they're doing and do this full time. And we think that there's an opportunity in the space to do that. The I things that we're coming up with are, look, and our, our going forward, our North Star is, again, can we deliver a great player experience and a great opportunity for a DM to succeed? Yes. The answer is yes. And, and <laughs> that's what we're focused on. Our focus is, like, what can we do for players to make their experience badass? Are you going to make a box for players? But yeah, I mean, look, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there is a basic reality that right now we are only marketing to one of the five or six people at the table, Mm. right? I mean, uh, you know, in a, in a perfect world, the whole table joins in and buys this platinum edition for their DM because that is the good and right thing to do. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, you know, right now we have a very DM centric product. So we are actively trying to find ways to connect with the other four or five people at that table, and hopefully we'll have something really cool to announce soon. That about sounds that. really neat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh. I, yeah, I don't know what I that would be. But so we'll finish here, and I'll show you. Ooh. Are yeah, you yeah. there? After, well, we'll talk. No, because we got to be in here. <gasps> oh, okay. we're gonna make, I have to show you. We have something cool. We're going to miss lunch, too. Unless they say no. <laughs> if we get shot down, then you don't get to see it. You know what you guys should do? You should go to that corner in Seattle, uh, in Queen Anne, where we did the stream of annihilation, and yes. pitch it there on the corner. Right? <laughs> it works. Oh, so yeah. it's a magical corner. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what do you? What would we do better? You guys, you you, you saw you playing with the box. Um, where do we? Imp- how do you? How do we improve? You know, I, I, this is not a, a slight. It was more of a. I wasn't sure how to use this. Right. Um, was the. Uh, the grids that weren't the the Trollskull Manor, the ones that were on that, and it wasn't actually until I saw, I, I went through and watched again your uh, unboxing at IGN, what those meant. So you I, mean the 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 battle tiles, the like battle the tiles, the four that right. fit together and for then, the certain spaces. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So when I first opened those up, I was like, these are cool, but I'm not really sure how I, I would use them. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, oh, oh, oh the um, you're talking about the boards, the hard yeah, boards, the hard oh, boards yeah, yeah, that yeah. you open up and then you put the ones on top oh, to the inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't figure that out God, until yeah, I saw good. you explain it out gotcha. loud. So oh, I would put more good. of that. Um, and you guys had like the introductory letter. Mm-hmm. I would be a more of like, what's in this book? Yeah. What's in this box and how to that's use good. it? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Really you good know? point. Yep. See, so that you is, don't have to watch a, an ancillary yeah. thing in order to figure it out. Yeah. And it's, yeah it's, and it's so funny because I look at some of the stuff now. I'm like, oh, that's so terrible. Like we'll, we were, we're already doing better coming forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of those things that we can definitely improve on. And, but we need to figure out, we need to have these kind of conversations. We have to send out like a survey. That's oh, a great get, idea. We sort, of need, we sort of need to be roasted. We, we have a survey. It just know, hasn't gone out yet. It hasn't gone out yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the survey goblin the survey. is extremely survey goblin. Uh, negligent. Yeah. That's been one of the fun things. We, we have developed these goblin characters. Yeah, that run the company. That run the if company. You're, if you're on our mailing list, the, we have... There's a support goblin and an engineering Aww. goblin and a shipping goblin. And, 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 and we get... It's so awesome. I mean, this is why I love D&D people. It's like we... I, I, we get... 
letters to the shipping goblins. Nice. Yeah, it's so funny. It's funny. It's so People awesome. Love to, if, if there's whoever you are out there who did that, role playing and customer so service, like that's yeah. so great. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I like that too. We, yeah. We've adopted a lot of that stuff. You know, blaming the tinker gnomes for you. messing up yeah. our streams, or blame me. I mean, I'm basically a goblin. So. <laughs> <laughs> that totally makes so sense. Well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Other than that, I thought you know it was it was it's about figuring out how um, how to use all that stuff. So yeah, yeah it's it, I, I, and there's so sort of a little more guidance, a little more structure. Yeah. yeah, and I think you guys could do that with videos. But even if you're you're giving it yeah. as a uh, as part of the mar- as part of the thing is you open up the box like here's our tutorial videos go watch them here's the playlist on how to use this here's the playlist on how to use this here's a playlist on how to use this yeah. I think uh, people would respond to that because take Ooh, advantage of the good. fact that there's social media and video out there yeah, you guys see, did that great commercial with uh, with Abe and Ruby it's hilarious you know? so, so and that's one of the things I look back on I'm like wow we were really just starting out yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do think that that's one of the things that our company needs I mean. I don't know why we're exposing all our. My, I don't know why I'm choosing to expose dirty laundry on the podcast, but it's weird. You know this idea I of we like were just gonna brag. Yeah, you know, we're all <laughs> we're awesome, but we're all like you know fifty year old men, and it's a world that is all about social media, all about yeah. Instagram and Twitter, and and we just we're just not those guys. So we need to do more of that. We need to do more like you know. You need a social media goblin. We just need to hire oh. somebody young. <laughs> so I think our first, yeah. our first hire is going to be somebody half our age. Mm-hmm. That right? makes sense. Yep. So true. Oh, oh absolutely. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Someone with a video camera and knows how to tweet. edit. <laughs> and go. a tweeter. I don't know any of those people down in LA. Yeah. Is there, there anyone down there? Complete dirt there's, no, no, yeah. there's nobody. <laughs> nobody. There's no young people there. Yeah. Can you, you can <laughs> introduce us some off the air. Let's talk. Because yeah. we have to bring somebody on. For sure. There's there, I mean you might even meet them at the the, stream. the next stream. Yeah. <gasps> I cannot when have you when do you announce? Soon. I can't wait. Probably, probably in. Well, I'm not sure when everybody's going to listen to this, but it might already be announced by the time it's listened. It's so exciting! <laughs> and uh, do, when do <laughs> they announce? Time travel. I know. Yeah. Time traveling is very hard. When do they announce the big adventure? At that event. At uh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's not even before that event. No, nope, it's all going to be there. <gasps> it's so good this year. It's going. I remember amazing. the days up to stream of many eyes. There was still like all this speculation online about what's going to be, what does this mean, and oh, it's so fun. I it's love fun. that stuff. Yeah. I love it too. Uh, so yeah, we'll get we'll be getting hyped up uh, with you guys on what you guys will be doing too. So hopefully you'll be announcing around that time. We will. As well. Oh, yeah. We'll be yeah, at the yeah. event. We'll, we'll be sure. there, and we'll be yeah. We Sweet. will. We will have a platinum edition of that magical thing that you are doing. Do you Sweet. think it will and a grow? gold edition? Do you think well, in the future? Be? Yeah, at some, at some point. Do you think it will grow as as much as it did from year one to year two, from year two to year three? Uh, for for you guys, the, no, no the for stream you. event. Oh, stream. oh, oh. I, that, that's I mean that's daunting. Right? He, but yeah, right. but look at how right? far it came in one year. It was crazy. Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys even were aware. We did something like. Um, it was kind of like the prototype of the stream of Annihilation in L.A. at Meltdown Comics when we were announcing uh, Storm King's Thunder. It was like a one-day event, and we brought people in and, and kind of you know tried to do it up at Meltdown. So that was like wow prototype, and then went to Stream of Annihilation, which felt like we you know leveled up three times to uh-huh. there, and then Stream of Many Eyes leveled up, and so now I'm like, uh, is there a yep. diminishing returns yeah. here? It's yeah, it's getting it's getting pretty crazy, but we've got lots of hopes for what's going to happen for this, and it's going to be not the same, but but different and better. Hopefully, it's going to be amazing. Are you going to be able to? 
I, I'm just worried you're gonna fall apart. Oh, <laughs> that's a constant help. worry. Do you know you it's need true. help? I mean, Bill is here. Okay, <laughs> Bill will help you. You also need a goblin. I, you need yes. a goblin yeah. for yes. sure. We have yeah. we have some goblins. You need more hugs, is what you need. That is very true. You need people to tell you you're good. You're very good at your job. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Lift you're you welcome. up. Yeah, lift us up job. where we Did you belong. Watch? Oh, never mind. I was going to say something. I was going to... Never mind. <laughs> uh, but it's true. We need, we need all, the, all the help we can get. And it is definitely very uh, 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 daunting to take on Are you the hiring? Stuff. Because I hate Beetle and Grimm's. Good idea. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys for the young person's job, even though I'm not young. But, yeah, right. you know... <laughs> swap. Just swap opportunity. No, that is a swap opportunity. <laughs> swap opportunity. We can intern on each other's uh, uh, thing. And I'll do five other jobs. I teach you how to be an intern. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you really don't like that. That's what you need. You need an intern. Yes. We oh, do that's need... a great idea. Can, yes. Can Where is the 23-year-old with the funny voice who desperately wants oh, to work for free? I'll do it. I'll do that. Somebody is moving to L.A. right now because of you guys. I don't. That's, that's their dream, and for you're going to get a cold call. I have a big fence in front of my house. Hi. Um, we do. Cold? I mean, we need that. We we you definitely need a, need a... We need somebody that's... I don't know. We've... We should. I don't know. I feel bad about that. I feel like we had to hire someone. Yeah, I'm not. You I'm can not. Pay an intern. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a free help guy. To. But do it. In all yeah. fairness, they should have paid me. That's yes. true. Yes. Exactly. You were paid I think an there exposure. There are laws against it. Actually, I was so dumb. Um, but yes, I was, at, oh, hey, there's no dumb move. That's a great I was, move. Hey, I, was, I got it worked out. Three CDs, and I got to go to cool shows all the time. See, did you have a business card that said Sub Pop? Intern? No. And you want to know the, the crappiest part? Yeah. It's like they never had an intern before, except for me. And then they went and brought in two more interns. They were like, this is it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you end up with a store in the airport. Like, yeah. If we want to sell platinum editions in the Seattle airport, we need interns. <laughs> oh my gosh, there you guys go. should totally look right? into getting a retail space. That's I would imagine a more perfect intern. venue for a $500 yeah. game <laughs> And it's super easy to transport on an airplane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the TSA will never it's, question what's in that Who buys the stuff in the, in the duty-free shops? That's what I don't understand. So it's basically the same thing. Like, Never dropping, you know, 500 bucks on some Drakkar Noir. You know, like, <laughs> like they could do it for you guys, too. Why not? Platinum edition. Somebody did reach out to us and said, Fred Siegel, would you put it in Fred Siegel? I'm like, it doesn't make Whoa. any sense for it to be in Fred Siegel. What is Fred Siegel? Fred Siegel's like a very high-end Lux. boutique store in Santa Monica. Yeah. Oh, okay. Somebody, like... Somebody like $300 from Fred t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So not from somebody's like, it would totally make sense if you put this there. You're going to mm-hmm. start having your jewelry designed by Neil Lane. Well, there is, like, I do think, <laughs> there's no doubt that the there's a dress for uh, the, the Castle Lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, I mean, look at what's going on with Joe and Death Says. Yeah. I mean, it, there's, there's a market out there for this stuff. There's no doubt. It's Which, just a matter of. And that's why I told you guys you would sell out in a week because I was like, there are people out there that want this and are hungry for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, it didn't do a week, but like, you well, know, I feel like it would have been if we knew how to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> if you knew well, how to get to those. Yeah. Yeah. People. I mean, listen, you know, when we did, uh, when we finally figured out how to do a partnership with D&D Beyond right. and they got word out for us, I mean, we sold like crazy as soon as people knew about it. It's true. Great. That's true. Getting yeah. the word out D&D is, is half the trouble. Is yeah. Dandy Beyond yeah. is amazing. Adam, we yeah. cannot is, thank them enough. I love him. I want to put him, I just hold him like a baby bird. <laughs> hugs, <laughs> hugs all around. Him. I do. I, every time I, I see him, I, I have big arms and I wrap it around his handsome <laughs> frame. Baby bird. I That's love awesome. him. He's, he changed, I mean, he saved our, I mean, in all 
sincerity. I mean, yeah. he saved our bacon. Yeah, that's yeah. that's good stuff. That, that whole community. Yeah. And we look, we we want to continue to honor that community, and we'll keep providing opportunities for them to buy the box for cheaper. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love that you've you come really into are. the community as much as you have and uh, embraced them both figuratively yeah. and literally. <laughs> uh, so thank you. I'm so glad you guys are, are here and a part of it, and I can't wait to get more details about Ghost of Saltmarsh. Uh, where can people find out about all that as it's as it's getting Yeah, out. you know, the best way to do it is to come to uh, com and join the mailing list, and, you know, we'll keep you updated on that. And we also have a Twitter feed, I hear, although I don't know how that works. <laughs> Bill doesn't Young have a Twitter. people. Bill doesn't have a Twitter and I refuses. Have, I don't have Facebook. Either. He refuses. What? And I'm like, hey, Bill, watch this video of like people un- unboxing the box because it's awesome. He's like, is that on Twitter? Like, Do you yes. have that on VHS? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cue up what the reel to reel. How did you know? <laughs> Well, it's awesome. And uh, uh, where can people follow? Well, obviously not you, but where can people follow you, Matt? Yeah, Matthew Lillard. On yeah, everything. On, on everything. I'm actually Matthew Lillard. Bless you for, for, for not having, <laughs> With you know, the check mark. Uh, shaggy Zoinks number no, 69 on, <laughs> on, your, on your Twitter feed. Oh my God. Thank God. <laughs> All right. That's well, thank else. you guys. Sure, uh, you're the best. And uh, we'll, we'll have you on again soon. Thank Cheers you. Talk so much. Yeah. Thanks. Those two, the enthusiasm they have for what they do uh, just makes my heart sing. It's that great. That was so fun. Right? Good energy, good friends, good product. Just goods all around. Shelly, this is good coffee. I don't know why it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Seattle's best coffee. Mm. We are in oh. West Seattle dealing with the, the impending snow apocalypse. There's snow apparently 54 minutes away. No, so. no, 51 minutes away now. Well, after people have listened to that whole episode, now it's, it's, it's happening right probably now. probably right here, right now. <laughs> We're buried, people. <laughs> we are Open going to the have Baileys. to dig ourselves out as far as we can. I mean, we're going to have nothing to do but record Dragon Talks for like the next two weeks because you're going to be stranded here. Let's just keep doing it. Let's just keep recording as many <laughs> as we can back to back to back until... If anyone wants to be a guest on Dragon Talk, please call us. <laughs> we have no one else to talk to. We need people to talk to. Even the cat left. Even my cat left. She's not even here anymore. She She's noped like, out. I ain't interested. <laughs> you got nothing. Wow. Uh, but now I'm seeing your deck out here. Is that the one that Aaron uh, destroyed? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that we had to rebuild. <laughs> the, the, Aaron, <laughs> the Aaron Tito Memorial deck. <laughs> <laughs> For it those of you who don't know, my, we, were, we were over here once and uh, uh, Aaron moved her chair and fell through a board. It's so sad. It's so sad. And uh, I mean, it is, the deck was rotting away, let's be clear. And she happened to get a real mushy spot and she fell through and of course... She just felt like, oh, great. Like it was her fault. Yeah. Like she busted through a deck. It could happen to anyone. (laughs) I'm surprised it hadn't. And thankfully the deck was only like eight inches off the ground. Otherwise you would probably own this house now. <laughs> I mean, she really did, did you a favor because then she gave you the excuse to to yeah, need to have I wanted to, to have a new deck. Exactly. And it's much better now. Much better. It is much better. It's gorgeous. Gorge. Go on. Soon it'll be covered in snow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is going to be. It already is. It's got we uh, we had snow a few days ago and now it's even more, so it is yeah. uh, going to be crazy. I don't know what's happening here. 
So I hope everyone gets really excited about uh, Ghosts of Saltmarsh for yes. this, you know, uh, and obviously there's going to be snow and inclement weather and all the stuff that you might encounter on the high seas like we're encountering now. But as we get into, you know, the more nicer climate here in the Northern Hemisphere uh, on May 21st, you'll be able to really jump in and say, yippee! Yippee! You know why I'm excited for May 21st? Not just because of Ghosts of Saltmarsh. What's that? Why? It's probably not going to be snowing. It probably won't be snowing. That's true. Unless I don't there's know, but... some crazy polar vortex, uh, you know, edge of tomorrow. Now, what's the name of the one where the it comes in and... and... Pineapple Express? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I want. What's I want that one. <laughs> What does that have to do about? Oh, because that's the weather term of Pineapple Express. Yes. Right, the weather term. Yes. Yes, that's what you're talking about. This coffee is really good, by the way. <laughs> it really is. Do you want a refill? I do need a refill. Okay. Um, well, we got to refill Tito's coffee. We should close all this out. Uh, Shelly, how can people find out more about what's happening in Avalon Hill and your world? You should go follow Avalon Hill on Twitter at Avalon Hill 2 the number two, or on Facebook, Avalon Hill Games, or follow me on Twitter at Shelly Moo, or on Facebook, Shelly Mazenoble Writer, and you can read my Bachelor recaps there, which I haven't actually been writing because this show has been so boring. <laughs> but I might, I might. You, by the time people listen to this, you'll be, you'll be all in. I'll probably have a couple of them up there. Right. What about you, Tito? Uh, I am at Greg Tito as, uh, you know, you might find me on Twitter or on Instagram at Greg underscore Tito. And if you need anything about Dungeons and Dragons in your life, I suggest you get the Dragon Plus app for your phone. Download it. It's available on, uh, you know, both Android and iOS phones. And uh, it's got new content coming out every two months. It's fantastic. Um, there will be new stuff about Ghosts of Salt Marsh dropping uh, before you know it. Even you know, as you're listening to this, it may actually already be on your phone. So do it up. Um, if you want to check that content out on the web, it's available at dragonmag.com. And if you ever need anything Dungeons and Dragons-y, well, you know, there's dungeonsanddragons.com that you can find out all that information, uh, including, uh, you know, where to download all of our podcasts. And we are, as always, excited about the folks who... Tune in to listen to our crazy bantering and thank you for bearing with us on the, the, the change in the sound quality for this episode as we battle the, the snowpocalypse. But <laughs> any type of uh, commenting or sharing of Dragon Talk you could potentially do in the next couple of weeks would benefit us very much. So uh, tell your friends. Let everyone know. Uh, we're, a, we're a fun podcast and we have the, some of the best vocal uh, acting talent available. Right, Shelley? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, you've got like impressions galore. I do. Yeah. At least I feel six. like you're I feel like I'm getting yeah. I'm you're getting, getting prompted in my, in my in my repertoire. That's <laughs> true. You don't are. You just keep adding uh, more yeah. and more characters. I know I'm so inspired by Dragon Talk. You're like a D and D character, uh or a you know, player who's constantly I could like I mean I have like the stylings of a, a dungeon master. You totally do. You just gotta get that uh, gotta, like, courage. Six NPCs in my book. <laughs> I'm Shelly. Oh. <laughs> All of your NPCs are named Shelly. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again for listening. And uh, I hope that this snowpocalypse doesn't uh, result in rocks flying from the sky and all of us die. I hope 
the same. <laughs> We're dead.